Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode of Small Room. I am here with Dylan Denham and Luke Bergo. Uh, we'll do each one of you first. Uh, Dylan, what are you famous for? Um, currently, the only thing that I have writing on myself is 4,000 views on TikTok uh, yesterday. Um, other than that, um, fame mostly resides on Instagram, but not much there. All right, Luke, what are you famous for? Um, I'm famous for uh, being the behind the scenes of Dylan's fame, you know, editing everything, all that stuff. All right, I, uh, I was going to get to that later, but since you brought it up, uh, this goes to Dylan and Luke. Dylan, what happened to N6A? <laughs> so it's, it's a really long story, but um, I'll get into it. Because um, I remember you had a Dylan's YouTube experience really as well. Mad. No, no, no. We're we're not explaining that point of view. But um, you you understood. You had a YouTube for once. So for you, you oh yeah, I get it. That, having that presence online of like you kind of like as a joke. I, I just didn't really want that as myself. I didn't want to always have myself viewed as this kid who just makes these dumb silly videos. All right. Uh, for those of you who are listening and don't know, Dylan had this YouTube channel with Luke as the camera slash editor. It was called N6A. To Dylan's credit, the videos were actually uh, very, very funny. I actually have a clip pulled up. Don't worry. It, it, it's not too bad, but... No, you, you, can show it. you can show it. You can show it. All right. Let me go to screen share. All right. Let's go... Here and share. Uh, can you guys um, see the Twitter screen? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, probably the worst part of it. <laughs> I know what clip this is. Um, honestly, that was hella litty. Would do again. 10 out of 10. Now, you know what time it is. It's time to chug this shit. Now, um, for those of you who are listening to the podcast through audio, um, basically what happens is Dylan's trying to find a date, and he finds a date, but it's his dog, and, and he kind of like gets really intimate with his dog, and he's like, hello, Liddy, and then he chugs Borden uh, strawberry... Strawberry milk, yeah. Strawberry milk. It has to be strawberry milk. Now, for that specific clip, what was the thinking behind it? Um, basically, um, make it as abstract as possible. Um, something you can't really predict. And uh, it kind of went a little far. <laughs> but, um, I had underwear on, so at least it was... Yeah, the whole making safe. of that was really fun. Um, we got this uh, skin-colored underwear. Um, so it looked like he was naked. Uh, and then I, you know, just blurted it out really shitty. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was fun. It was really fun. Uh, the dog didn't even, wasn't even the first idea we were thinking of. I don't really remember. I think it involved like a cutout of a girl or something like that. But, yeah. Just um, like a, a crappy edit of some girl walking in. Yeah, But you know, <laughs> the dog came and we thought that was really funny and you know, we just did it, man. That, that was really the whole thinking of N6A. Yeah. I mean, I really respect that. And I get why Dylan quit the YouTube game, but I, I quit the YouTube game too. Um, and I get why you don't want to be known as like the clown, yeah. the jokester. You want to have something just uh, 
beyond that. The thing is, I did it all ironically, but to someone who doesn't know, they're just going to see me doing that and see it as, like, the cringiest shit they've ever seen. Yeah. And, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, was, it was a really good run, you know? We had a good run. I I invited you two to be on the podcast, and the main reason why was to talk about your new clothing brand, La Morte is Brute. Um, I don't it, know how to say that. It, if you want me to say it, it's uh, La Morte Belle. Um, that's the official way of saying it. And that means death is beautiful in French, correct? It yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, whose idea was it to start a clothing brand and why? Um, well, it kind of both came in our minds separately, which is kind of crazy. Um, I'll let Luke say that story. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, me and Dylan, we've always had the same interests, and I guess this is one of them. Um. You know, me and Dylan, we also, we we always liked uh, all these Instagram clothing brands, and we would always send each other DMs of like uh, things we we found on Instagram and we liked. Um, and then about like three months ago, I you know just uh, started my own thing by myself. Uh, and Dylan, being a good um, friend, I, I kind of told him. Well, at the time, like, he was trying to start a clothing brand on his own, like try to keep it a secret. And yeah, uh, yeah, over yeah. the summer, I was trying to start a clothing brand as a secret myself, oh, but yeah, I failed yeah. completely. <laughs> and uh, I realized that he was trying to start a clothing brand, but I, I wasn't going to say anything at first. And then I noticed he was doing it. And I'm like, hey, you want to do it together? And it basically just went yeah, on. No, and, and we just got to talking and we, we talked about like all these designs that we have in our mind. And it just kind of resulted in this. And, you know, it, it's been awesome. And what made you think specifically um, Death is Beautiful? Well, um, originally is because during the time that I was, because uh, originally, like, over the summer, I was uh, currently at my grandparents' place in France, and um, my grandma used to sew a lot, so I would just ask her, oh, you know, can you teach me how to sew? And uh, I was thinking of, like, a design idea, um, something maybe a little edgy, but at the time, I was just thinking, hey, you know, I was in France, and every American has said in the past, like, la vie belle, and the uh, just all that, that cliche I've, I've heard it everywhere from so many people and um i decided to do like the opposite of that so um basically instead of life death and uh that's basically how death is beautiful got born instead of la vie Bet, which means life is beautiful um i was ac- i was actually gonna want to look at the designs but before we get to that like what's the process how do you get the supply chain to to start a clothing brand, how do you do? How do you do? How do you go from just the idea, just the concept, to getting all the stuff ready to go and having all the clothing? Um. Uh. Well, it's it's actually like a rather simple process. Um. You know, you find a supplier for buying all the hoodies and shirts in bulk, so you don't have to pay. Uh, you know, like an average price for an average hoodie. Um. Once you find a good place that can supply buy you um it depends if you do like screen printing or embroidery but you find unless you want to do it yourself but what we did was we found a local um embroidery that we can work with uh and really the whole process um is just trial and error you know we we found a bunch of places and we bought some products from them and we didn't like uh their stuff um you know and then we just moved on to to what we liked best 
but um, you know, it's it's rather just looking locally for embroideries and things that can supply you. So yeah. All right, um, you guys, out of all the clothing you've designed thus far, which one is your favorite? Um. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's weird because like our first collection obviously only has one design because we just wanted to push out something for the beginning. Yeah, our so, goal for um, our first drop was just to keep it simple, to have like a basic design so that just our brand can become something that's made. And um, in the future, we want to expand into more like elaborate or different designs. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, in, in my opinion, uh, I think the, the polo has the coolest design because it's just, uh, I don't know, it's it's the one that... that I don't know. I don't know. We spent I mean, the like, most time and effort into yeah. the polo. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's something that really drained us, but um, you know, I just it's it's very unique compared to the others. Oh, do you guys mind if I pull up the the polo? No, 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 of course. Sure, yeah. All right. I'm just gonna get it here. Uh, right now I'm on the Instagram of La Morte S. Beye. I I I don't speak French. Please it's forgive okay. me. It's okay. It's hard for a lot of people. Here is the logo. The law is red. The um, the, the, the mort is, is blue. blue. Est is green, and the bay is purple. purple. Uh, what made you come up with that color scheme? So um, I can, oh I actually have the the original shirt that yeah. I um. Could you pull it up? Yeah. So originally um I had a um shirt that I thought was cringy as shit. But um, it said Weekend Warrior on it, so I kind of burnt that off because I didn't like it. But um, then uh, when I asked my grandma to sew, um, she taught me, and I wrote basically. Um, this was this was the original design um, that I drew up in France, and um, basically I sewed it by hand, so it looks a lot crappier. But um, the design originally was there, so that's how the idea was born, and um, basically that's our first um, design. Uh, now, where did you learn to sew, Dylan? Oh, um, like I said, I asked my grandma, and um, she basically just um, gave me her, her tools, her thumb thing, and uh, I just started doing it. It's actually not that hard. All right. Uh, both of you are, are, French, are French. You have family, like from France or a French-speaking part of the world? Yes, correct? sir. So, yeah. um. Like, how hard would you say it is for somebody who doesn't speak French to learn French? You see, that that's something we've never been in that situation. So it would be hard, but I'm, I'm guessing it's kind of similar to, like, me trying to learn Spanish. For me, it's really hard, but for you, I'm sure, or for someone who's learned the language when they were a kid, it's pretty easy. But um, I feel like French, French as a language is definitely in the harder category. Um, like, it, it'd be way better being a native native speaker of French than, you know, just learning it. Um, but I, I feel like it's the same difficulty as Spanish or any other language, you know, right. in, in that area. Um, now, how has COVID-19 affected the fashion game? Um, well, I mean, you know, since we just started and a lot of our sales were in like, you know, Mass, Reef, Gables, just the schools that were uh, spreading to, covid canceling schools it kind of you know took a big toll on on our sales and stuff but 
Yeah, I mean, it, it switched our, um, because primarily we were selling uh, in person or through other people, and um, yeah. now we have to switch to a completely online-based um, selling and shipping included. And I feel like a lot of people nowadays, their main focus is not, you know, shopping for new hoodies that they can buy. It's really just being bored at home. Um, so overall, it's it's had a pretty negative effect, but um, it's given us time to work on future stuff, which which is really cool. Um, so uh, before this, uh, you I assume you guys had a website. Is, is that correct? Well, yeah, it's still up, up and running. Um, Lamoribel.com. Yeah. All right. Um, but like, but before before this whole pandemic happened, do you guys have an option to buy online? Yeah, no, yeah, do. yeah. No, that that was going to be our main sale point, but we saw that uh, a lot of people that we knew, um, you know, it'd be stupid to make them pay for shipping. So we offered this thing where we can sell the sell the merchandise in person. But um, yeah, we 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 have a full marketplace online, um, and we have shipping costs and all that, and we ship them ourselves. All right. Um, do you guys think that? for the purposes of your business school will be back b before graduation or no? Um, I don't know, man. Honestly, I, I see this, this COVID thing uh, getting, it's, it's still on the side of getting worse every day. I mean, we're getting 20,000 more cases per day. I mean, yeah. there's no, it doesn't look like it's starting to slow down. So, I mean, it's looking like school is going to be canceled for the rest of the year at this point. So it's kind of kind of her business, but it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, now, Dylan, uh, as you know, uh, you did Mr. Coral Gables with me. I did Mr. Coral Gables with you. Um, I actually want to take a look at your commercial right All here. Right. I'm going to pull it up. Uh, by the way, credit to Luke for editing it, taking the time to make the commercial perfect. And in my opinion, I think this was number two in the commercials. Thank number you, one man. is still Anthony. I'm sorry. I, I love Anthony's commercials. Yeah, his was pretty good. His, his is hard to beat. Yeah, yeah. His, was, his was really funny. Yeah, but yours was the most cinematic, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the screen goes from wide to full. And Dylan is standing there in a Christ-like post with chirps, chirping birds. Why should I be Mr. Corey Gables? Because I'm one with jaw. Thunder. And a jaw cloud. Dylan smiles at Joff. Joff looks back at him, takes his hand, and electrifies Dylan. Takes the camera. Dylan then 
it's definitely something that's um hard to describe for your auditory listeners but um, yeah i'm sure i'm sure they can't really imagine what was happening there yeah uh, you guys should follow dylan on instagram his instagram is dylan denham just to watch it if you're listening it through audio right now uh but my question to you is what was your thought process when making that commercial luke and luke when editing and dylan when when doing it well i mean i felt like i i was so excited to um you know, put full effort into this commercial because I felt like it was a last homage to uh, N6A, you know, and I really wanted to give the uh, N6A feel to it, you know, just the the weirdness of it, the most random stuff. Um, and so, um, you know, it was, uh, it was a lot of brainstorming with Dylan. Um, um, and yeah, that was the final result. It was, it was just really funny. I felt like at the time, like, you know, the X memes were resurging and I just yeah. decided to bring him back. All right. Uh, now, uh, Dylan, um, for Mr. Coral Gables, what would have been your talent if you had made top 10? Um, well, look, I still have my poster that I made for top 10. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll read it at the beginning, but I can't really sing it because I forgot the lyrics. I, I mean, sorry. Um, so... Basically, I would come out with um with this poster of Will Smith, but um it would be flipped around, right? So I'd have it like this, and I'd be like, "Oh, can I have a moment of silence for my boy Juice World?" Um, sadly at the time he just he just passed away, but um I'd have a moment of silence, and then five seconds in, I just flip the poster over, big Will Smith, and uh, from then that moment on, I just sing Moonlight um by XXX Tentacion, one of the best songs. Uh, ever written and uh, I basically just sing it um, in French just because for Miss Diaz or the proctor of the entire thing it, it was something that she thought would might be interesting and Dylan what made you want to do Mr. Coral Gables and represent your club French Honor Society um you know it wasn't really so much about representing any club I just kind of just wanted to do it because I, I knew it'd be a fun experience either way um, in the end, it was pretty fun. Even though I didn't get to make it in the top 10, uh, that's all right. Um, I had fun along the way. All right. Uh, this question goes to Luke. So, Luke, uh, what do you feel like you've done in the past four years at Gables uh, that you feel has been your most important impact at the school? Meaning, like, for the school? For, uh, for the school or in the school? You know, um, in terms of involvement with the school, I'm kind of, I, I fall short there. I, <laughs> I was never really part of any clubs uh, or sports. I never really got involved with the school, which is, it, it's, it's, it's a regret of mine. I, w- I wish I joined some sports uh, for sure. But, you know, I, I just, I was never really involved. More, more because I was just scared of the social interactions that followed them, but um you know, so I can't really say I have a moment. Um, you know. All right, yeah, uh, Dylan. If what's one thing that you feel like you've done the like your most important impact at Gables? Um, I feel like it fits a current theme. Um, just mostly all my work I've done for Jaw. Um, I mean, I, I wrote a, a nine hundred word story for highlights on uh, why Jaw was one of the most influential figures of 2020, uh, of the last decade. Um, I, my, in, 
for Mr. Corey Gables was Ja, and I would have sung one of his most beautiful songs in French. So I think um, brought Ja to the table uh, in terms at Corey Gables. And, and for um, uh, Dylan's talent, a lot of people didn't know this, but what, what we had planned was um, uh, the, the proctor, like behind him, the big one that, that's in the auditorium, we were going to have this video that, um, that I created where, uh, remember in like 2014, all the electronic songs, they had this video to it where it's like this beat thing, this circle in the middle, and it has like these colorful waves. Like, oh, yeah. So I made one where it's Dylan's face as the thing. <laughs> for moonlight and each beat would have the the colors and it was it was i it was gonna be so cool um so it was sad that he didn't make top 10 because no one no one really saw that video uh, yeah it, it was fun i mean in, i mean in in hindsight even though like me and dylan like in many of many of our hard-working mr Corey gables constituents and make top 10 i'm so glad that we did it because as you know because of covid19 all the senior activities were canceled so prom and, and all the other stuff isn't happening. I'm not even sure if we're having a graduation anymore. Yeah. So just like the highlight of my senior year personally, I feel like was doing Mr. Coral Gables. Do you think, do you agree with that? Now that I think about it, it's probably the only thing I did senior year. So uh, <laughs> yeah, at that point, it is just a highlight based I, off of that. And I mean, I, also there was grad bash, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like Luke was also there in spirit just because he made like one like the top two commercials of the entire. Oh, yeah, sure. That was completely directed by him. All right. Uh, now, Dylan, uh, earlier you described your contribution to Gables being writing that jaw article for highlights and putting the jaw in your Mr. Core Gables radio. I want to get to your your role in highlights. Like, what have you done within highlights? Like, what's your um, role in highlights? Basically, I've been a staff writer for three years. Um, I didn't really go up or down. Um, partially my fault, partially not. But, um, you know, I just, at, at the time, I did like writing. Um, I still kind of do. Um, but, and, you know, I realized that if I had never joined highlights, I would never have gotten better in writing. And it really, it really pushed me to a level that I didn't think was possible. So I'm kind of glad I joined. Um, Luke, uh, this is a question for you. Um, it's about the Joe Exotic documentary. Okay. And this is a new question. I, all right. So in the documentary, as you know, there was this guy named Travis who had gone on to Joe Exotic's, um, Tiger, Tiger Zoo for a job. Mm -hmm. And when Joe asked him, are you straight? He said, yeah. And Joe, in response, asked, do you like, in porn, do you like big dicks or small dicks? And Travis said, I like them big. And Joe mm -hmm. said, well, you're not that straight, are you? My question to you is, do you agree with that logic? You know, that scene, and I feel like uh, a lot of um, people can follow me on this. Yeah, that scene messed of, me up. Yeah, it kind of messed me up a bit because I was like, because I thought to myself, you know, I mean, like when uh, watching the pornography, I, I, I lean towards the side of, in, of enjoying it when, you know, it's, it's, I guess, bigger, but I don't, I don't feel like that. I, mean, I don't know, you know? I feel like it's but kind it's, of a, a broken argument because like, just like 
I feel like statistically, like if you look at the views, like the, like there's a video of like guy with ten inch dick or guy with two inch dick, but more people are technically more people are going to click on ten inch dick. I mean, it's a ten inch dick. Yeah, I mean, no, no, okay, that logic's bad because I don't feel like people click on the video for no. it. I feel like I feel like when watching one where the guy <laughs> is not packing, it's like he's not doing. I don't anything. know. It's he, like he's not, he's not doing not his job role. right. You know, he's, yeah, not, he's, doing not, he's not doing his role. He's not doing his job. Yeah, and it's like, it's like, come on, man, I don't want to watch this. I want to watch professional. Yeah, the way the way I would say this is like you'd probably prefer to see the anguish and um the female side but even though that sounds horrible um just um feel like you'd get more of a, like the girl would have more of a reaction if it was larger than if it was small in turn that means uh it's, it's oh more... okay <laughs> no, what, about no. you, what about you Cobus? Do, do you like do you like them do you like them bigger in the videos I, of course, man. Like, no, like no one wants to click on it on click on a video and watch like a three inch dick. And I mean, that really got me yeah, thinking. Did. No wonder Joe Exotic was able to seduce and have sex with two straight men at his uh, yeah. farm. I mean, I mean, like I mean, you know, he's he 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 breeds tigers. He breeds lions. He he controls them. And if he can control this five hundred pounds, you know, wild animal then it, it makes sense that he can be able to control humans, you know, and, and manipulate them and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, I, I found that kind of fascinating that he cracked a code where he can have sex with straight men from, with one line, you know, I thought that was rather interesting. I mean, I, I think, I think I agree with Joe exotic just a little bit. It's like, all right. Like if you were truly straight, it's just like, I'm going in there just for the, just for the woman. I don't really care that much about the guy but i feel like when you're watching those kinds of videos you're just like i don't want to see an ugly guy having like you know what i mean like you, you kind of get judgy with the guy too a little bit or or no you you really don't care i mean I personally know. i skip over the, the dick scenes i hate when they pan over i mean to yeah I, yeah like, I'm, I'm, i don't but still, want to but that. still i would prefer not an ugly guy to be in the scene that's fine because then it's more turning off in in, our, in my point of view i don't know I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. That that scene was just really, it really messed up. But it, 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 was, it really it blew my mind, movie. honestly. Awesome. I mean, it's something to think about, but I mean... It's something to think about. And, you know, it's definitely something to think about later on when you're watching the videos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Luke? Um, yes, sir. What do you want to do outside, like when when high school when high school is over, like for college and stuff. Meaning like, where do I want to go or what do I want to do? Like, what do you want to do? Um, well, in terms of like uh, a major to go into, I don't really have a pinpointed one um, because I, I really don't know what I like yet. So I think I'm just going to uh, try everything, see what fits me best. Um, but in terms of what I plan on in the summer and, you know, throughout college, I feel like um, this clothing thing that me and Dylan are doing, it's a passion that we are both, that we both share. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it's super fun and it's something that I can see me putting more effort towards to see where it goes. Um, but yeah, in terms of majors and stuff, I, I really have no, 
no pinpointed. Right now I'm, I'm going into marketing um, because I, I feel like that's a pretty cool area to go into. But I also think that you can't really teach marketing from books because I feel like marketing is a changing subject. Um, obviously, 50 years ago, marketing is completely different than what it, what it is now. But, you know. I mean, I feel like... Yeah, go uh, close. I feel like 50 years ago, people like were much more easily like manipulated directly. And yeah, but if, yeah, yeah, no, of course. But I mean, like in terms of, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, you know. And, and here's what I mean by that. 50 years ago, it wasn't really so much uh, uh, as manipulation as it is obedience. 50, 60 years ago, you just put on, since everyone at the time was just walk, either on radio or on TV, you just put your commercial and and you just get three people say, this product is great and buy it. And you just ram that. And I feel like that campaign strategy worked. But then you go into a modern era like today and I feel like the ads we get are much more targeted and much more subtle. I don't know if you've noticed this, but <laughs> like you'll talk, you'll be talking to somebody about something or you'll google search something in an ad that tailors exactly to what you were talking about or what you want at that time yeah pops up yeah yeah that's happened to me several times i mean like i'll like i I had to test this out because i saw a youtube video where the dude was talking about oh he, he he didn't have any cats whatsoever but he was talking in his microphone he's like oh i wish i could get my cats cat food and he kept talking over and over and then he'd ref uh, refresh some sites that had a bunch of ads on it and uh after refreshing a few there'd be a bunch of cat cat uh, ads for cat food and cat toys even though he doesn't have a cat and he was just talking about it over the mic so. i mean i remember this one time i was talking to my sister and my brother about how we should get um pizza and how we were hungry for pizza and then when i i opened up my phone and there's like an and i opened up to google and then one of like one of the one of the websites I went to had an ad for Domino's. It was the craziest shit ever. Like that just um, yeah, and I mean, like a lot of people, they're super uncomfortable with that. You know, all oh, they're always hearing us and stuff like that. But I feel like, you know, it kind of helps. It's kind of cool. It's kind of futuristic. It's it's kind of moving society. Uh, I mean, so uh, like a civilization to the next step where it's like we have on command. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but um, I feel like it, it overall just helps businesses in the fact where like when people are talking about like clothing or uh, cats um, and then they, instead of showing an, a meaningless ad that means nothing to the person, it shows something that they actually desire. I feel like that just, it's changing marketplace and it's just helping businesses out, you know? But, I, mean, I mean, obviously, I get the uncomfortable factor of... Even if it seems like a violation of your privacy, I mean, it, 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 I mean, I don't think it's possible that they use it against you ever in your life. So if yeah, anything, it'll only help you. It's completely illegal <laughs> if they try to use it against you. Actually, fun fact, um, I don't know if you know, but there was this guy named Edward Snowden who yeah. in 2013 exposed the government NSA spying program in which it, which in which agent like agents within that program and the program itself was over collecting data over collecting it beyond the purposes of national security and terrorism prevention and one of the examples I was brought up 
within within the context of what was happening, which was, oh, they're listening to every to all your phone conversations and all your texts. One of the NSA agents, and I'm not even kidding about this, one of the NSA agents was spying on his ex-girlfriend, reading all of all of his messages. And I think that's where people get the concern that these corporations are able to spy on us, are able to listen to us, and then able to give us give us propaganda, essentially, or advertisement for what we want based off of the conversations and the thoughts we were just having. But then I also see your, your two sides to it, which is that along with the violations of privacy comes the convenience of ads that are tailor-made to what we want and what we desire. I mean, that case where the guy is spying on his ex-girlfriend is obviously <laughs> very just uh, specific to the guy being a creep. Um, and it's just unfortunate that he works uh, and he has this information available to him. I feel like we've all said some pretty horrible things over a voice call once, but I mean, if that was recorded and used against you, that I mean, it would really hurt your reputation. But I mean, from a legal standpoint, they wouldn't be able to Do bring that out because it. it would be illegal to have it either way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luke, where have you committed to college? Where do you do the marketing? Where do you plan on going? Um, well, uh, um, I'm I'm pretty set on going to FSU for now. FSU. Um, FSU. Uh, it it was really just me being torn between um, McGill and FSU. McGill being in Canada, um, but I I just it 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 the sorry. The thing they talked about, you know, during all these college camps where it's like you have to really feel uh, what the college feels like and if it's a right fit for you, um, that kind of struck me when I heard it before, like, oh, like, what, what, what does it matter what a college feels like to you? If it's a good college, you should go to it. Um, and McGill being a good college, I did a program there for two weeks. Um, and during that program, I just really felt this disconnection with it. And I felt this uh, in those whole two weeks, I didn't feel... Uh, homie at all um and i guess that really just has a big factor on my decision in the end it's i feel like i can um, do better things in a college where i feel i'm you know uh, i feel at home so i uh, picked up this year uh, yeah i get that luke um you know when i was deciding what university to go to well because of this whole pandemic situation i wasn't able um, to tour to FSU. My two final choices were between um, FSU and FIU. Uh, both of them gave me the same amount of money. And, you know, it wasn't really like financial aid that made, that was the main factor that made me decide um, to want to go to FIU. But what it was, was when I went to FIU in the summer, like, at first, I didn't like it for, like, the first day or two because, you know, it was raining. But then after that, I met some good people. I I made some good friends, and I had toured FSU. And like you said, when you go to a college and you feel – you can feel, like, whether or not that place is for you. And I don't know. When I went to FSU, me personally, I felt like it was a little too big for my tastes. Yeah. And then when I went to – and when I went to FIU – it, it was still big, but I don't think it was too big. And 
and I get what I get what you're trying to say. At the end of the day, it's really important to pick a college based on how you personally feel. Uh, yeah. Now, Dylan, same question to you. Where have you committed? Um, yeah, so for a while, I was torn between UF or FSU. And um, so luckily, before, uh, before the pandemic took, uh, before Corona took a really big turn, I was able to, well, since my brother was getting kicked out of his apartment due to Corona because they didn't want anyone there left. So I, uh, I went up to FSU, and uh, on the way there, I visited UF, and, um, you know, I liked it. I talked to some people there, and uh, a lot of them had been talking about how, you know, they take a lot of online classes, even though they're not even um, students, and uh, how the majority of their classes are online, which I thought was already weird, but, you know, the school seemed kind of nice, and then um, I visited FSU, and it just felt a lot homier. It felt a lot more enjoyable and a, a place where I feel like, you know, I'd enjoy my time for four years a lot better than at UF. So ultimately I chose FSU. That's great. Um, you guys are going to be at the same college and y'all are yeah. going to, y'all are really going to tear things up. Now, Thanks, now what have you guys been doing in terms of hobbies other than the clothing brand since the pandemic has hit? Want to go first one? Um, shit. Um, thing is, uh, I was really trying to start a workout routine, and I had a good one going until my gym closed. So I completely stopped, and uh, now I spend most of my time either rollerblading or, dude, I don't even know what I do. It just it, it it's like three in the morning, and. I, most of the day was unproductive, or I did a few homework before it was due. Oh, Luke? Um, you know, yeah, I follow everyone else just uh, watching shows and not really knowing what to do with themselves. <laughs> themselves. Um, I've, I've been uh, skateboarding a bit, which, which has been fun uh, because, you know, the streets are empty. So it's fun to just skate around. And, uh, but, yeah, that's, that's really it. Um, but what you've been doing, Cobras, this podcast, I think it's really cool. And it's, it's a good time also because, you know, you can do this Zoom thing. Um, so I thought, that, I thought that was pretty cool that you started. Yeah, this. it's definitely really cool that you've been able to bring something up from the ground and yeah. start a podcast. Thank you. Um, I, I, I personally enjoy doing the podcast and this has been like my main thing. I've been other than like homework and for school, yeah. for, uh, this has been the main thing I've been doing and I've been enjoying it and i think now is the time that people can find their passions if there's only one positive thing that you could say about this whole pandemic is since everyone is trapped inside their house or almost everyone is trapped inside their house this is the time where they can find their passion and like yeah sure 100 percent. i mean i didn't mention this earlier but uh i've been just trying out a bunch of shit so I, i i painted this it's not the prettiest thing but you know i'm proud of it um, I never painted before, so I was proud of that. I also made a candle. Um, I had time to do it, so I made a candle, and uh, it smells like lavender, so it's kind of dope. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I get what you're saying. Uh, I didn't really mention it before either, but um, I've been working really hard on our, on our next collection, just designing a bunch of things, and I've really learned Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop which is really cool because I've always wanted to learn the programs. Um, so I've been, you know, 
always watching tutorials and trying out new things and this corona thing and ib test being canceled i don't have to stress about studying so i've just been you know doing a lot of designing stuff and it's been fun it's i think that's a huge positive that's come out of this just the amount of stress is relieved and you can just do stuff that's facts also i learned how to drive i i've i've been learning Very how to cool, drive Kobe. um now go. this question goes out to both of you on a scale of one to ten how much have you guys been social distancing staying inside your house all that kind of stuff well for me for the past two weeks i've been maximum 10 uh i haven't seen anyone in two weeks um yeah um yeah, I don't think I don't think Dylan can follow that. No, that I haven't seen anyone for the past week and a half. I kind of broke the streak today, but you know, it's all right. What about you, Kobus? Um, on the scale of one to ten, I'd have to give myself a strong eight, light nine. I went to go see my great aunt today, but that was just to give her How food, and you? I kept my my six feet of social distancing. No, that's good, yeah. Yeah. And then I also went to see my great uncle to give him some some money for for rent. But yeah, we also kept the six feet. I haven't really seen any family members in I'd say about a week or two other than the people who live in my house. Those are the only people that I've really been like within six feet of other than like a grocery shopper, which I went to go to the groceries like last week. But yeah, other than that, I'd give myself a strong eight, light nine. Uh, this question goes out to both of you. What's the one thing you want to be known for? What do you want your legacy to be? That's a pretty good question. In life? Yeah, in life. Uh, um. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a good idea to like, like, I don't want to die and not be, I don't want to be forgotten. Because at that point, you never really existed. But, um, there was something I wanted to be remembered for. I don't know if there's any good way to put it. It's a really hard question, for sure. Um, I mean, for me, I feel like I, w I don't really want anything to be remembered by, but I just, when I, you know, live my full life, I don't really want to live it where I have a lot of people who uh, have a bad outlook on me, I guess. Like not meaning, not saying like, oh, I care uh, to a great extent of what other people think about me, but uh, I just want to have like good relations with as many people as I can, you know? Yeah, um, I agree with Luke on that page. Um, yeah, I just, I just want to have positive relation with everyone I meet in the yeah. future. Yeah, um, I get that. Be gone, but not be forgotten, but and not yeah. be forgotten in a good way. Um, yeah. good well. Way well, it's been great to have you guys on, but as you know, all great things must end. You two were wonderful guests of this. episode nine of Small episode Room. Episode nine. Wow, that's crazy. Thank you, man. It was fun. It was fun. All right. Peace. It was fun. All right. Oh, bye, 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 bye. Thanks for having us on the show. <laughs> if you really like this episode, please subscribe or whatever it is you do on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast to add me. And make sure that you're available and you can see when future content is uploaded. Thank you. Bye.